It is Thursday, August 24th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, a guy who was born to repel mosquitoes, (laughs) J.P. Shadrick. I wish. Uh, Welcome in. It is Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Thursday, preseason week three, and Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's Water it's worth saving. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. We're everywhere. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, preseason week three. We've got starters playing time. We've got the remaining roster battles coming down to the wire. The roster has to be down to 53, 54, including the international pathway player by Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock today, the Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear plenty from... Doug Peterson's press conference earlier today and Mike McCoy Jaguars quarterbacks coach I talked with him earlier this week we'll hear that conversation coming up Jeff Lagerman good afternoon afternoon JP we've made it the training camp is over isn't that amazing that's a really good thing yeah right it's over and now one more preseason game the starter is going to play we'll have plenty to discuss Next week, uh, recapping that, the roster down to 53. Excuse me that. there while I adjusted my uh, my microphone. we got to make sure you can I, I hear got it, it now. I got it now. I got it now. Uh, All this I'm, new technology. I'm excited because this is the last, I guess you could say, of these games that we really don't care about. All right? I mean. Well, this would be the one we care about the most well, of the I three. Mean, you do because the starters are playing yeah. and you want to make sure that they get through it. In a, in a very healthy way. But at the same token, when everybody goes back to the bench and nobody gets hurt, everybody's going to breathe a sigh of relief and go, Phew, thank goodness. Now let's get this game over with, right? I mean, it, 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 is that not what's going to happen? Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Run the clock. Run I the mean, ball. Yeah. I Hand mean, let's off. let the f- first team guys get some snaps, get some reps. You know, kind of get uh, a little closer to being in game shape because they're not going to be in game shape once they get to week one. It's just it's a process. You know, uh, when they had four preseason games, kind of the, the standard procedure was game one you play a quarter. Okay, game two you play a half. Game three – a half, and then you come out after halftime to get right. used to the halftime. Right, because let me tell you, nobody's ever done that before. they got to learn how to do it. Uh-huh. And uh, Well, and then okay. game four was kind of a throwaway game. And it's completely different now with the, the economics of the game, the three preseason games, and, uh, and the additional game that goes into the regular season. So it's, it's very different now, and there's not really any standard procedure for it whatsoever. I mean, I, I read – this week that the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, I can't believe I got that right. Las Vegas Raiders are planning on playing nobody in the last preseason game. I mean, so it's just so wild how different it is from every team. And I I, I don't know what the Miami Dolphins are going to do. I hope they play some starters. Yeah, they've had some guys dinged up. I know uh, the wide receivers were down. They didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, Tua spoke with the media this week, but you know, who knows? Uh, we haven't seen. I haven't seen anything official from them yet. Yeah, so, I, I hope I they play just so that you know. The last thing in the world that you want to do is okay. 
is if you've got your starters playing and you're planning on playing a half and then all of a sudden the Miami Dolphins roll out and don't play anybody and then your starters are playing a, a, against a bunch of backups. Yeah, or against a guy who's really trying to go out and make a, a make something of him, you know, try to put himself out there to make a team so he's going above and beyond and maybe a little too yeah, far going, or whatever well, it is, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's full speed. I mean, yeah. you, know, you can't live is live, but I understand what you you're know what saying. You'd rather have an 8-year vet who knows how to play instead of a rookie who's just trying to make the roster. Right? To- totally understand it. And so that's what you uh, also maybe have to be thinking of if your head coach Doug Peterson in Miami rolls out there with no starters playing, which I don't know if that's the case. Head coach Mike McDaniel gave, gave no indication so far in his press conference. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's hard to get any kind of indication from a Mike McDaniel press conference. He'll take the scenic route around a lot of issues, that's for sure. I mean – is, am I the only one that thinks he's hard to listen to? That's interesting. There you, interesting. He's an interesting. That's a good he's term. He's an interesting coach. That's a good yes. term. The Dolphins-Jaguars game is brought to you by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. Let's hear from another interesting guy. Offensive coordinator Press Taylor for the Jacksonville Jaguars spoke with the media Wednesday and was asked what to expect from the starters. Similar thing as, you know, we talked about week one or preseason week one of seeing just a clean operation. You know, you want to see clear communication. It's our chance to be at home. You kind of want the butterflies of these guys getting in a game and understanding they're about to get tackled. Uh, you know, there's pressure on the line. If you don't convert, you're, you're punting and all that type of stuff. So you really just want to try to get that smoothed out for the guys so that week one, it's not the first time they've felt that way or communicated in a huddle or broken a huddle together and all that stuff. So um, clean operation from a communication substitution standpoint. And then you want to see them execute. Again, it's still a somewhat of a core game plan for us. It's not exotic stuff. So you just want to go out and see clean execution out of these guys making plays too. Yeah, in and out of the huddle, right? Get guys from the sideline on time. You know, you don't want any delay things to happen. Yeah, that's got week one stuff yeah, that you, you want to think, see. You think, right? Yeah. And just asking Trevor Lawrence about it earlier this week in the press conference that he had after a practice, you know, I asked, you know, he, he talked about press there. Hey, we, we do a little more game plan. Well, what does that even mean? And and Trevor was basically like, well, there's a little bit more. It's still base, but yeah, we're but going up against different yeah. looks. There's cards. There's some of that. Well, and to give people an idea, if let's say for a regular season game, let's say that's a 100% playbook, you're going to have like half of the playbook in this preseason game that you would have for a regular season game. But nonetheless, it's a game plan because – you want to well, you want to evaluate a lot of these guys in the situation. Okay, we got to give them a game plan. We got to see if they can understand the game plan, and see if they can execute the game plan. You want to see them in a as close to game week kind of feel that you can possibly get without having. Okay, you know what? When we get zero coverage, we're check in and we're going to go as you know a, a, a fly route over here and this over here. You're not you're not going to do that. Uh, to that extent, okay, but you're going to give them some plays, and you know I'm sure that they had, you know, you know the uh, opponents they identified them by jersey number, so they can get a feel from that standpoint, both offensively and defensively, uh, because it's just another step in the evaluation process to see if they can handle that. And some guys do great when it's just being athletic and and playing a game plan that's very simplified in week one and week two of the preseason. It's a little different 
when you hand them a game plan that, okay, that has adjustments, that has maybe 10 times the number of play calls as or, you know, preseason game number one or preseason game number two, you know, because the one word I think that you'll hear me use a lot in this show is the word trust. And I talked a little bit about it earlier in the week. And, and the reason I bring this up is because you have to be able to trust players to do what you're asking them to do. And so this week, by giving them a game plan, you're going to see if you can trust them to learn and assimilate a game plan and to execute that game plan. If you can't trust them with this next step, then that brings a little bit of doubt into the uh, thought process of certain individuals. And then if you're in a situation where, okay, we've got a guy that we have experience with and we know in the past that we could trust him. And then if you've got a new guy that may be showing some better skills, but you don't trust them, then all of a sudden it makes that decision very hard. Trust is a big thing. Trust from the standpoint, can they handle it mentally? Can they handle it physically? And then can they be available? Can they be dependable? I mean, all these terms you always hear about always kind of fall back on that word trust, JP. And so I hope you don't get tired of me saying it. Well, I mean, if this was a Groucho Marx show, it would be the secret word of the day. And you would have said it like five times already. And the duck would have come down from the ceiling and the Didn't whole Mr. deal. did Mr. Rogers have a word of the day? I think a lot of shows have had similar ideas. I should break out my sweater. <laughs> yeah, I've changed shoes before you come yeah. in here as well. Uh, Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. We're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. It's Jaguars happy hour. The Doug Peterson show coming up at 5 o'clock. Let's hear from the head coach. Other news today, Doug Peterson with an update on the status of defensive tackle Devon Hamilton. He's doing extremely well. Um, obviously, it's a non-football you know, related uh, injury, and um, he's, he's doing extremely well, and our doc said that he could uh, be back in our building uh, as early as next week. So we're happy for that. All right, that's the update, which is not quite – an update of exactly what's going on, but it is a non-football back injury. Obvi- no, 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 no. Obviously, it is a non-football injury. That's the direct quote. Correct. Okay, and so I find this interesting. Okay, Why? obviously, it's a non-football injury. Uh, I, I think that this is, um, well, I don't know if it could lead to something, but it certainly would allow the setup of if you have to place him on the non-football injury list, which, JP, you know the rules very well, and I'll let you explain them. So basically, you, if you're non-football injury at the start when they cut it down to 53, I think you are you have to be on there for a minimum of four weeks. Okay. That's the way I understand it. And if you're on the NFI list, non-football injury list, you do not count Correct. against the 53. Correct. And so I just find it interesting that Doug used the term, obviously, this is a non-football injury, which... They said it in the statement when it happened, and okay. then they've repeated it a few times. Okay, yes. so is if it's a non-football injury, okay, now they have the ability to put him on the NFI list, which doesn't... doesn't you don't have to use a roster spot to keep him. Let's say he's going to be a couple weeks away into the regular season until he's ready... That gives the team a little flexibility from a roster management standpoint, okay? And uh, the other thing, he's going to be back in the building next week. Yeah, well, 
Like when? Like Monday? And then what's well, going on next week? Well, There's not know, much happening. Right? Okay. Well, I mean, my point is, is that, okay, he's not even in the building now. Right. Which, this is serious. I mean, if he's not in the building, I mean, okay, if he's not in the building, is he at home resting? Is he at a hospital? I mean, you don't know because here's the reality. The coaches don't have to give any injury information out in the preseason if they don't want to. Nothing. So Doug is, doesn't have to do anything. But obviously it's a non-football injury. Because they've said so multiple <laughs> times. They've made it clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. But here's the reality. He's one of their two best big guy defensive linemen that there is on this roster. Devon Hamilton and Roy Robertson Harris are the two most uh, influential big men on this roster. When I say influential as far as how they can impact a, a game day atmosphere and wreck people. And if all of a sudden one of those two is not available and Devon is arguably your best interior pass rusher that you have from a success, success standpoint, if you look at the numbers last year from PFF, he was the highest success rate interior pass rusher that the Jaguars had. And just look in your eyes at training camp this he's year. He's a big dude, and he's been winning all the That's time. That's what I'm saying against I mean, this group. Has Brandon Sheriff slowed him down yet in one-on-one? No, no. No. No, I mean, that's how powerful Devon Hamilton is. I mean, Brandon Sheriff has, you know, kind of gotten, you know, pushed back a little bit, and rightfully so because Devon is a big dude. And having him on the sideline with a obvious non-football injury. Apparently so. (laughs) We've heard that That's tough. I mean, okay, could it open up a roster spot for somebody else? I don't know. But the one thing I will say about that position Gotsis is another guy that factors in there. Ledbetter is another guy that factors in there. Ledbetter, I thought, had a very good game in Detroit. He looked great. Flashed had a very everywhere. good game. He was God, all over the place. Gotsis, not so much, but dependable nonetheless. You know what he is, though. Exactly. He's been a very dependable guy for a long period of time, and you just don't want to have an injury at that position because, you know, out of all the positions that you have on his football team, I would say interior defensive line, you, you don't have a lot of depth. That's one of those positions that in the future I would expect this football team to end up using some high draft picks on that position at some point in the very near future. Yeah, they were very confident in those starting three, kind of big three guys. Yeah, Fadakasi's already right. down with a foot. That's right. And yeah. he's still day-to-day, week-to-week. There's no real – He's not. he wasn't going to give many injury timetables. That's not Doug's M.O. So, no. in the press conference today, he's – Different guys heal in different ways. He wasn't going a definitive route. Well, and he doesn't have to. That's right. You know, so, I mean, why would you do that? True. Especially when your opponent, week one, the Indianapolis Colts, is tracking everything that's going on with your roster. I bet. I bet. I'm going to guess they're probably watching this show right now. I don't think they watch this show, but I guarantee I they watch. They they, I guarantee you they watch a Doug, Doug's presser. Well, I bet that, that's, a, that's on Jaguars.com, as is this show. Well, I mean, I, I don't think they've hey, been watching Hey, that. guys in Indy, how are you doing? I We're here. I don't think so. I bet they do. But I'm sure they're watching Doug Peterson's press conference. Probably. To garner any kind of information that they can get. We'll come back in a moment, see what we can get into next. Uh, we'll get into the uh, offensive line. Mm. Some shuffling up there. A little beat up there, too. Yes, they are. It's 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. This is Jaguars Happy Hour.
We're back at Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's water. It's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on Tinted XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Hit us up on the X. Is it the X? No, it's just X. At J.P. Shadrick. Not, at, not calling it Twitter anymore? Well, because it's not. At Logs56. Formerly known as Twitter? Yes. Posts on X. No longer tweets on Twitter. You get the idea. I do. I'm a big X guy. I, I, yeah. yeah. You're a social media maven. I am. You always have been. Offense and the offensive line. We talked about a lot of the defensive injuries just a moment ago, but that transitions over now to the offensive line and especially the depth on the offensive line. Uh, there's been some of that that has been dinged up recently. You know, the, the front if you will, the first team offensive line for the most part seems okay, ready to roll. It's uh, Walker Little at left. Ben Barch is going to get his chance in this game, it sounds like, on Saturday at left guard. And the rest, you know, Fortner at center, Sheriff at right guard, and Anton Harrison's working through his shoulder issue. Let's see what he gets done on Saturday. Probably be working through it all year. Okay, so there's your starting five at least uh, – on paper going into week well, one. I mean, After that, I don't, right, well, I don't know about right? that. You don't think so? No, well, maybe not. Who? who? I mean, well, you're, you're saying Ben Barch at left guard. I mean, Tyler Shatley last year started 12 games. Tyler Shatley hasn't practiced in two weeks. I, I mean, I, I think that's – my point of that is, is that I think that's – well, he, let me bring this up as to counter to your point. How many games has Ben Barch played in the last uh, year? Well, he, he's been out for 10 months with a knee injury. I mean, exactly. Significant okay. knee injury, hasn't played a lot. Literally just returned to practice last week. Okay, this is going to be his first game action back since the knee injury. Where is he at? I mean, we'll, is, okay, we'll find out Saturday. Well, I mean, is that would that be enough to say, okay, let's start him? You know what I mean? I mean, go back to that word trust. Yeah. Is oh, that, the is word that, of the day. Is that going to be? Secret word enough evidence that you're going to see with your eyes to say, okay, we trust him. He has had his first game action back since suffering a significant knee injury. Or do you trust a guy that maybe doesn't play at all in the preseason that had an AFib event? I mean, I, I think this is, this is going to be interesting to watch to see what they decide to do at that position. And I'm, I'm not saying that Barch is not going to start. I'm just saying that that's something that bears watching. Well, here's a question then, right? I mean, because Doug Peterson today said, was asked, who's the swing tackle right now? I mean, that's an easy one. Blake Hans. He said Blake Hans. Well, yeah. Blake Hans is listed as a left guard on the depth chart right now. As so, a starting left guard. Correct. Okay. So if for some reason – Barch isn't ready to go. But that was and his past game. He, I mean, I, 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 the flip card for this game, Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm just saying this. Yeah. Here's my point. If Barch isn't ready mm -hmm. and Shatley's not ready. Hans. Hans is it. Who's the swing tackle? Hans. He's doing all of the above. Yes. All right. Who else is up? Well, I mean, you're, you're going to have either Shatley or Barch what if he's or not Shatley ready? and Barch. What if they're not ready? Well, that's a great question. If they're not ready, then it's probably going to be a Chandler Brewer. Okay. I mean, but it, but now you're starting. But now we're digging. Things like, are getting thin. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but if you're no offense, I'm just saying if you're like, assuming that trust and trust Shatley, is a word again. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that uh, it will be interesting if all of those guys are not available. But I would be surprised if all of them are not. 
but it's it's not uncommon to have a starter to be the backup at another position or two on game day. You know, for example, like what we're talking about, let's say Blake Hans ends up having to start at left guard because Shatley and Barch are not quite ready, okay? And if all of a sudden you had an injury that happened to either Anton Harrison or to your left tackle, uh, Walker Little, okay, Hans would come out as your starting left guard and would become either the the left tackle or the right tackle. And then you'd put in a guard. And then you'd put in the next guy up at guard, which if it's Chandler Brewer or or, Croy Cronk. Or Cronk. Cronk's a dependable guy, too. They they like him. Samuel Jackson's a rookie. Yeah, Samuel Jackson is – I don't think he's going to make it. Daryl Williams is your backup center right now. I like Daryl Williams, and you know what? Uh, I just want to say kudos to Daryl Williams. He played every snap at center at that game in Detroit. I mean, I mean, in a preseason, how many Good guys play an entire game? What a showcase for him. I mean, yeah, what a great opportunity. He's a solid center. I mean, he's got a little, got a little nasty to him. Don't, too, doggone right, he does. Gonna, he's got a little. Echo of the whistle stuff. He's got a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the right term that I can say on radio? He's got a little. A little spice to him. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah. That's the other word of the day. A little zest. Yeah. <laughs> Trust and zest. <laughs> now, I like him. I think he's good. He's uh, He's got a real so, slow, uh, low center of gravity. He's strong. He's got uh, good movement. He's got good balance. I mean, I think I think he's a he's a good backup center. We talked to a lot last week, and Doug Peterson talked about this last week after the game, that Cam Robinson's performance last week was not – Cam Robinson level like or mm-hmm. like it should be for a veteran of his caliber. That's fair. What does he need to do this week? How do you bounce back from play that? Better. And all right, so I mean the easy answer is play better. What was he doing so wrong last week? Well, when you have when your starting left tackle is playing in a game which none of the opponent's starters are playing, you would expect him to play well especially given that uh, that is one of the last opportunities that he has for about five weeks to be able to get those reps. And so you want to end up having quality reps because when after five weeks he comes back in, if all of a sudden what the reps that you saw before you left weren't great, do you have any trust putting him back into trust. the lineup There's after the word again. being gone for ding, four weeks? Ding, right. And uh, I, I think it was disappointing. He uh, – um, Okwara, I think, is what the pass rusher's name was. The backup Detroit Lions uh, mm-hmm. defensive end was giving him fits. Uh, he got pushed back at times. He was a little off balance. You know, and, and Cam's capable so much better. I mean, he's a big guy that's got uh, great athleticism. Certainly expect more out of Cam. And, uh, and I hope that this game shows a lot better. But the reality is I, I don't – how much will he play this game? Because this game is about getting the starters ready and then also maybe getting the backups ready. So, I I mean, I would assume that he'll play the second half. But but then again, I, I don't know. I mean, because the priority is is the getting the guys ready for week one, right? Yeah, would you want to see your He's, possible swing tackles? Exactly. Weeks one through four? Well, exactly. So, that yeah. he may not get the number of reps that he got in Detroit. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was not, not the level of performance that you expected out of your, your starting left tackle. Play better when you have the reps. Absolutely. And, and I, here's the thing. I hope that he has a plan 
for the four weeks that he's out. Actually, five weeks in reality. Okay, you don't four, think he'd come back for the second London game? No, I mean he could. But he hadn't practiced in four weeks. He could, but do you trust him? I mean, and that's you, know, you want to see something in yeah. practice because you haven't seen anything for for a while. And, and when I say he has to have a plan, he's got to go somewhere or be somewhere where he can get some type of comparative training to what he would receive here if he were practicing, playing. And I don't know what the answer to that is. Is it a a private trainer? Is it you know going back to Alabama and then you know doing some practice drills with the guys at Alabama? I don't even know if that's allowed. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good question. I don't know. But if you can, sure you, you can go work out. In well, the and do gym. football stuff. I don't know about on the field. That's a good question. And well, do football stuff. Can you do? I mean, obviously he can't put pads on and the helmet. Can't practice against the freshmen. But I mean, if <laughs> if he could go out there and do some of the drills, or yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, you want to make sure that he is doing something to maintain the the football conditioning, the football mindset, the football. Uh, 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 footwork. I mean, all of those things you want to try to make sure that you're doing, and also try to simulate a game because you know when you come back after after being out yeah. for four or five weeks. I mean, you know, if all of a sudden you're expected to start or you're you're needed to start, I mean, you're talking you know 65 plus plays is average for a game. I mean, that's that's a pretty sizable jump. Stamina, yeah, big deal. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Plenty ahead. Kai Stevens joins us in studio when we return. Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, we're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM on this Thursday. Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, all the places. Kai Stevens is with us as well. How do you spell your uh, X handle? What is it? Are we calling it X? Because I don't really want to no, do it that. It is literally called it's X. It's formerly Twitter in my yes. mind. It's like Staples Center in L.A., like... <laughs> Heinz Field, like, just let me be old and crotchety about it. Uh, my full name is K-A-I-N-A-N-I, and then Stevens is S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Okay. On the X. On the X. As you would say. That's your handle on the X, where you post things. All the things. Jaguars related. Um, hey, uh, training camp's over, Kai. I know. How about that? I'm excited. Well, we still have, like, one more day of practice-ish things, but it's not open to us, right? Or is it tomorrow? No. Yeah, so, no, no. so it's done, done then. It's yeah, done. Th- so we're fine. We're In our world, out. it's it might as well be over until Saturday. Yeah, I mean, day before games like a walkthrough. That's right. right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, fun in games, call-outs, make sure everybody knows knows their depth, um, brief meetings, and then a day of rest. A day of Some rest. Some meetings at night before, probably. Yeah, bed check. Yeah, all that. Yeah, bed check. They might actually move that. What, how about a night game? Would they move that to Saturday morning, the meetings? Or no, that'd be the night before. No, still, no, no. Right? You, well, Still's I mean, in, in right? the preseason, a lot of times you would have the night meetings the night before the game, and then you would also have like meetings. And, and you're not going to have them early. You, you want guys to sleep in when to you get, get to as much rest midday. as they possibly can. 
and then uh, have like a late breakfast brunch and then maybe a brief meeting then and then a break and then pregame meal and then let's play football. Do we know how the new, are they going to come here to the practice facility or they go straight to the stadium on game day? Um, like players. Most of them go straight to the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because everything, uh, they'll All move their stuff the will equipment have shifted stuff. Over there. Okay. Yes. I mean, the we don't know that for sure because this is the first it's time It's the first ever game. I was just curious. Yeah. Good point. You know, but my guess is they go straight there. That's Interesting. Right. Everything's kind of over there. They wheel it over there, I think, the day before. And, and I'm sure there. that uh, George and the equipment guys are telling everybody, look, make sure that you have everything in the bag because that's what we're carrying over there. Yeah. That's right. You know, but I'm going to give you a funny story because we were talking about bed check. So I'll never. Is this another trust it's story? A story, no. Trust? Well, okay. Well, <laughs> so the word of the day is trust, guys. There's a okay. lack of trust. trust, which is why you have bed That's check. That's why you have bed Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. my point. Thank yeah. you. Serious lack of trust. So when, when I was in New York, our kicker's name was Pat Lee. He was like 40 years old. Okay. And he's getting bed checked? And he was getting bed checked. You had coaches that were. 10 or 12 years junior that were bed checking them. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. What we really need to be doing was bed checking our coaches <laughs> because our coaches back then were out drinking and partying. And, but we're, we're bed checking our 40 year old kicker. I thought that was ridiculous. Was he always there or did he miss Pat? Him? Yeah. That wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Now, he was my neighbor. He actually literally lived right next door. To me and uh and and loved him because he would always invite me over for dinner you know i was a young single guy and you know his wife was a good cook and so i got free meals and and then he'd come over to my house to drink beer and dip his tobacco <laughs> it's like i need a break yeah i was gonna say i think we buried the lead we need the jeff Lagerman stories of uh, bed check. Uh, now I was always at bed check and uh and the, the stories that i whether they knew I, it I or not say on the air <laughs> why not no, but it was always fun that you, you would um, sometimes be in an, you were always trying to embarrass the bed checkee. You know Who what gets I mean? assigned to that? Because they the bed oh, yeah. knock on the door and open. You know, You're they, the bed checkee. They had the, they had the master key. It would be the bed checker. The bed checker. That's what I said. You said checkee. You're okay. the checkee. The bed checker. They're the checker. He had a master key, key, and I guess somebody at the hotel had a master key, so they would knock on your door and then open it. So it's not like they waited for you to come and answer it. They would just open it up, Uh-oh. peek your head in, make sure you're there, and, and then say goodbye. <laughs> and there were some guys that would, uh, that would wait for the bed check. And it would <laughs> sometimes wouldn't have a stitch of clothing on oh, on boy. purpose just to mess with the bed checker. Hmm. You know, but anyway. Oh, they're there all right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that, JP. Oh, of course uh, not. Why would you? He I mean, would never. Very respectful. Who, of, always. Very always respectful. Were. Yeah, but the, the, usually the the uh, bed check uh, coaches got assigned to it back in the day. I don't know how they do it now. But, like, every coach had to do it, and everyone had a different night. And so one night it was this guy, next guy. Next night it was another guy, and, and everybody had to do it, you know, at some point, like training camp. I would love to see Phil Rauscher do bed checks. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. <laughs> I the offensive line coach. That would be something. He might be one of the best coaching personalities that I've ever I've ever been around. If you're ever blessed to talk to him, it's it's a time. He's awesome. It's a trip. And just wait till you hear some mic'd up He was mic'd up, right? I was going to say, that's what soon. these guys, yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to talk, talk about must-see mic'd up TV? Uh, yeah, I was. Good I mean, stuff. a lot of it we had to bleep and cut out, but yeah. the, the stuff that made it is still entertaining. That's the good. good. That's the good stuff. Uh, Kai, what's the most pressing issue for this Jaguars team going into Saturday? 
Uh, health, obviously, on the offensive line, I think, just because with the moving parts and when you make that final roster, you want to go into it. That was a position of depth when they went into the season. Obviously, a lot of the backups got hurt in that game in Detroit, so kind of solidifying where everybody's at. They have a lot of versatility, so it shouldn't be difficult in terms of specific positions, but you still want to have as much depth as you can because protecting Trevor Lawrence is game plan number one, keeping him upright. And then I'm just excited to actually see a fast start because we talk about having a fast start all the time. Well, and we talk about that for a um, long time. We got to make that happen, right? Like you come out and Trevor throws a pick in the first, we can't, that that's not going to help. That's not doing it. So I, I would love to see an actual fast start out of them on Saturday. I know it's preseason, but uh, you know, with as many starters as they are going to have going in that game, it will be nice to see that. Fast start. I mean, what was the last time we actually saw a fast, true fast start around here? Uh, I mean, well, like I mean, three straight uh, scoring drives. Well, it's not. Well, wait a minute. I mean, how many people? Come on. Have I mean, that's a lot. I'm talking like scoring drives. At least okay, score on your first drive, and then you know, I don't know, maybe field goal, something like that. Like just some. I would like to see it consistently when they get the ball in their first possession, there's points out of that. That would be great. Down the stretch last year, they're behind early. They're having to play catch up all these games. Logs, that's I, the point. I would rather have a strong finish than a fast start. Oh, I mean, okay. right. I mean, I mean, sure. Right. I mean, it's about winning, but you don't need as much of a furious finish. If you start better. Well, no, but I mean, you still have to, to play. I mean, look, there's so many <laughs> different, we can talk around this seven ways, focal points that you can have in the coaching speak world. Okay, let's have a fast start. Let's finish strong. Let's play 60 minutes. <laughs> I mean, there's a million different things. I mean, you just want to play well and you want to win. Okay, however you get there, I'm all for. Fast start, slow start. Medium start, strong finish, slow finish. Okay, as long as you win, I'm all for it. Score one more point. Three yes. yards, cloud of dust, whatever. Yeah, that's what it takes. But it's just funny because it's just. It, I think it's a lot of coaching speak. Certainly. And uh, look, uh, the, the reality is, is that this is a – a better football team, I think, than last year, especially offensively. And I think we will see a fast start. I'm, I don't necessarily have to see it against Miami. You want to see it on a regular basis once they get into the regular season to where they're starting good. I don't want to say fast because uh, you just want to see them start good. And, you know, and obviously, you know, as long as you win the game, it doesn't matter how you do it. One more point, baby. That's all it takes. That's <laughs> all it takes. Kai Stevens is with us. And Jaguars All-Access – Tonight. Starts, starts tonight. It is. It is your triumphant debut on the show, Kai. Indeed. Let's do this. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of the fans out and about. Strings Sports Brewery. Got good beer. Let's do it. They I got, would never do such a beer. thing. Great food, too. Good beer. Very good food. I recommend the wings um, with the Alabama sauce. Yeah. yeah Can't be eating I, wings on air. That's a little unprofessional. Well, I'm not on the air. So, I guess what? <laughs> I could eat wings. Are you coming tonight? I don't know. I might. I figured you might. Well, well if there's I'll, wings involved, I might. I mean... I think you're. I think you owe me a beer. Uh oh. For what? From Strings last year. I think I bought you a beer. Did you? Yeah. I know you owe me a lunch. You've been holding that in you your owe, back I think pocket. You owe me, I think you Now's owe me a beer, the too. the time you bring that up? Yeah. Calls in the favors oh, when he needs the yeah. favor. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm trying to get somebody to have a beer with me tonight. Uh, okay. Well, maybe I'll show up. Right. I don't know. Cool. You're going to love it over there, Kai. I'm really excited. Cool. Hopefully everyone tunes in. I think we're on Fox, right? So all access at 7. Yep. All access at 7. Uh, me, you, and some guy named Martino. I mean, he Ooh. covers the team a little bit. Uh, I think his name is Martino, Martino, something mm. like that. He must be new. I think, think his name is uh, uh, Brennan. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. Martino. Yeah. The new guy. Like, yeah, new guy. He's new. Yeah. He's a new guy. <laughs> Check it out. 7 o'clock. Uh, Kai will be on there with Jeff and Brennan Mar Martino. Yeah. 
apparently. Yeah, that guy. I think he's a sports anchor somewhere in town or something, you know. He'll never last. <laughs> Kai, good to see you. <laughs> Have a great show. Bye. Kai Stevens joining us. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. We're everywhere. And the Jaguars will be in the bank for the first time in 2023, Saturday. The game presented by Ticketmaster, the Miami Dolphins, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, a 7 o'clock kickoff time officially 707 we'll go on the air with the public tailgate show at four o'clock and then at six o'clock it's countdown to kickoff on the jaguars radio network you can hear all that right here before the seven o'clock kick and should be a, a nice crowd should be great weather and let's see some football at the bank last time the jags played a game in the bank the wild card playoff game against the Chargers. Tremendous game. Unreal. Tremendous game. And, and, I'm, and I hope, and again, Mike McDaniel hasn't said anything, or at least word hasn't gotten out of Miami whether the starters are going to play or not. But I was really hoping, and and I'm still hopeful, that Tua will play because when he when he plays, he's, he's a good quarterback. I mean, you were just uh, looking at the stats before we came on the air, and I, I – asked you and you figured it out just because of who we were playing this week I said <laughs> who was the highest ready quarterback from last year and I mean and if we were doing a different team this week you probably throw out Patrick Mahomes but he was the second highest rated quarterback last year and Tua was the highest rated quarterback and so I was hoping that they would play Tua and then also, what is the one of the number one positions that need to be evaluated on this football team for the Jaguars? Corner. Corner, right? And what better way than the speedy receivers in Miami? I mean, the Cheetah and, and uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. I mean, if those two guys played with Tua, I mean, wouldn't that be a great opportunity for evaluation? Uh, I don't know if they're going to play or not because both of the wide receivers – were limited in practice or That's did not right. practice yeah, this week. They didn't practice Wednesday. They've, they've, I think one of them had an abdomen injury a couple of weeks ago. So it's been kind of that throughout camp. Yeah, but I, I, w- I wish we could see him. I don't know if we will, but I hope we see starters. You know, I mean, there's nothing worse than having a game that your starters are playing and they're not playing any starters. And I can't remember it happened last year. And I don't, I mean, well, it happened uh, in week Probably one against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. And preseason week one, that's you know, right. you go to Dallas and, you know, the starters play for a couple series and Dallas didn't play anybody. And you're like, eh. Yeah, Tua first in rating, Patrick Mahomes second, Jimmy Garoppolo third, Jalen Hurts fourth, Geno Smith fifth. Uh, Geno had a tremendous year. How about that? I mean, tremendous year. But he got but, paid for it, too. <laughs> uh, but I, you know what I'm looking forward to also, even if Tua doesn't play? I want to see this body that Ryan Clark so aptly described. (laughs) 
right? So obviously he's he's co-hosts with Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder on the Pivot. We saw them discuss things with Trevor Lawrence. But last it wasn't week, said right? on the Pivot. No, uh, it was on ESPN, and I guess Clark was talking about his body and how it's, uh, he said something about he's not training or whatever. So Tua, in his press conference, to his credit, was like, hey, keep my name out of your mouth. You don't know my training habits. I don't and think all it was this. the name. He was talking more about the body. Right, but he said, you know, keep my name yeah, out of yeah. your mouth. That was his quote. Yeah. And so Ryan Clark today, like, put out this long apology about, hey, sorry I questioned your training and all this. And it was, it was kind of weird. Social media, yeah. It's kind of kind of odd. So now, having read that, I'm curious. I want to see. I want to. I mean, I want to see what Tua looks like. I'm I mean, going to guess Tua has not been sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. Well, supposedly he's been doing jujitsu and he's gained some weight. He's trying to. So the whole thing with that, right? He, he took all these jujitsu classes to try to learn how to fall differently, because that was the case with his concussions last year. He would hit his head. Yeah, maybe he can brace back. differently or roll or whatever that is. Yeah. That's I mean, if it works, great. I mean, I, I'm I'm all for it. First of all, I think martial arts training is a great way of uh, complementing your training towards any athletic endeavor. And so, I mean, it's it's cool, but I mean, I, st- I don't quite see the the jujitsu learning how to fall. And I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. But but anyway, nonetheless, I want to see Tua, and I want to see if he looks like one of those dancing girls did you do, that Ryan Clark talked about. Did you do any jiu-jitsu <laughs> when you were playing no, any of that stuff? No. Uh-uh. Karate? No, I wish I did. Taekwondo? I, I wish I did. Judo? No. None of that? No, I wish I did. I did because, you know, one of the things that is definitely true, um, and we used to actually call one of the pass rush moves that I had was called the karate kid move. Wax and on, wax off. Wax on, wax off, Come right? On. You know, you Who doesn't know that? The motion, right? For Mr. Miyagi, okay, wax on, wax off. You know, you, you change the motion. when As a pass rusher, when you would knock the hands down of an offensive lineman, you did that wax on, wax off. So whether it be going this way or that way, you were knocking the hands down to get by the offensive lineman. And so we, we actually called that the karate kid move. Wax on, wax Makes off. Makes sense to me. And then uh, but so yeah, martial arts training can be awesome, especially for defensive linemen. They didn't teach you the crane kick though. You can't can't use that. That would be a penalty. Yes, that would be a penalty. But that's a pretty cool move. That's <laughs> not bad. It worked. Yeah. Uh, time for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a relatively long list these days. Devon Hamilton with the non-football injury back issue could be back in the building as early as next week. Doug Peterson said earlier today, we'll see what that means when he is back in the building. But that's really about all the team has said. What Doug Peterson said today could be back in the building. Foley Fadakasi with a foot issue and week to week, he's walking around with a boot at practice, at least was the other day. Josh Wells with an adductor. That's a groin issue. Could miss some time, according to Doug Peterson. Cooper Hodges with a patella injury could miss some time as well, according to Doug Peterson. Again, they don't have to give official timetables. They don't have to have an official injury report at all this time of year. I give Doug credit for being so open. He's been very open. I mean, that's – which which is great. I mean, uh, you're not trying to hide anything. But, I mean, I I think – 
Uh, it's been fantastic. I mean, from the fan standpoint, you know, fans always want to know what's going on with their football team, and when the head coach is is uh, is open, I, I think that makes it makes it good. I mean, I think it's just it keeps people interested and and informed about their football team. Antonio Johnson, rookie safety with a hamstring injury, and they, they're still not sure on the timetable for him either. He's a good football player, Jay. They liked him a lot. I, I mean, he's they really still good. do. They like him. I'll, I'll never forget the first week of practice. The pads hadn't even really gone on yet, and I asked the question of a couple coaches about, you know, who, who's, you know, anybody standing out. I know it's early. The pads aren't on yet. I mean, it, and Antonio Johnson's name was like one of the first names to come out of multiple people's mouths. And uh, they were extremely impressed. And then and I was like, yeah, come on, underwear Olympics, give me a break, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys game, you know, pads came on and he, he you know, shows a little bit. But then you watch, I watched the game film from the Dallas game and I was like, wow, they're not lying. I mean, this guy makes it look easy. I mean, effortless. And uh, very disappointed that he got hurt because I think that he, he might have carved a rollout in this defense in some way, shape, or form, whether it been in a nickel package or multiple safety package of some kind, I think that uh, he's that good. Listed at 6'2", I mean, he might be a long. hair bigger than that, too. I mean, he's, he's long. Yes, and he's not afraid to use that size, um, surprisingly physical for a guy that tall well, just a lot to come of, in. A lot of Ta- guys tackles. that played safety, you know, and he played the nickel in college, right. which I remember watching the film on him. I was like, you know, hey, he's good nickel in college, but I, I probably can't do that in the pros. <laughs> well, I mean, after watching him, I'm like, well, maybe he can do that in the pros. I mean, he's he's been that impressive in – uh, the Jaguars had a higher grade on him than the position that he was drafted in the fifth round. I think they had like a, a like a you know second or a third round pick on him because I remember when after that Dallas game I started asking and uh, I was like, hey, look, you know, why did this guy fall? I mean, is there is there something negative that I don't know about or didn't hear about? And they're like, no, you know, and some guys just sometimes can fall and especially at that position if. Uh, if you're a safety and you don't have a ton of interceptions like Cisco had mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, a guy that made splash plays, you know, I think sometimes it can be hard to, to get noticed to get drafted real high because safety is not considered a premium position like corner is. We mentioned Wells and Hodges on the offensive line. Tyler Shatley has been off to the side since the atrial fibrillation issue and uh, was slated to come off blood thinners – Doug Peterson said, I believe, today, so could be maybe back on the field next week. We'll see what happens with that. Chandler Brewer was in the concussion protocol early this week. No word on the status there. Uh, And Anton Harrison's been playing through or trying to battle through that shoulder issue we talked about earlier. Uh, Some other guys, let's see. Shatley working off to the side again today. Um uh, Dewan Smoot still on the, the PUP list to start camp. And Ross Matisic, the long snapper, is out of practice with a shoulder issue. There is your injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. So our final thoughts coming up in a few moments. It's the Doug Peterson Show. We'll uh, hear plenty from the head coach in his press conference earlier today. Doug will join us back in studio week one before the Jaguars face the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's a couple weeks away from now. But – now it's the final preparations for preseason week three. The Dolphins and the Jaguars, the Jag starters will go, maybe a couple quarters 
clean operation is kind of been the buzzword this week on the coaching side of things. For you today on this show, the magic word is trust. How can a guy earn that with one game to go? Well, I, I, or can he? Well, let me give you an example. Okay, um, I'll give you a, a couple guys. Okay, last week you've got two guys that are on defense that are rookies that are looking to make an impact. Abdullah, okay, played a lot last week because the starters didn't play. Also was asked to play special teams. Ventrell Miller, they got quite a few snaps at linebacker last week. Also had some more snaps on, on special teams. Sure. They need to be better on special teams this week because if, if they're not going to show that they can be better, then they can't be trusted. they got to show that they can be better in that segment of their game so that the coaches can say, hey, we trust you to not only play positional defense but also to be able to be, able to be a contributor on special teams because if you can't, they may go to a different option. They got to do it by Tuesday at four o'clock. Well, the old rule of thumb: Look, if you're not a starter, you 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 have to be a contributor on special teams. Then what are you doing here? Then you're not going to be on the field at all if you can't contribute on defense or in special teams. You're drinking all our Gatorade. Well, last week, you know, because the starters didn't play, those guys kind of double timed. You know, <laughs> yeah, they didn't yeah, right. play. You know, the, the you know offense or defense, and they had to play special teams. Some of those guys were gassed. <laughs> gassed, <laughs> absolutely. But if you're not doing one of the two, then what are you doing? Hey, yeah, you got to do something. Uh, JP, I was a first-round pick in 1989. You know what I played? All defensive snaps. I played on all special teams. You were a core guy. I played every special team. Larry Pasquale was a special teams coordinator. I played punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, field goal, and field goal block. It can be done. And I sucked a lot of wind. <laughs> That's Jeff Lagerman. I'm JP Shadrick. Our thanks to Kai Stevens and our entire crew. Coming up in mere moments. The Doug Peterson Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach in his press conference from earlier today as we preview preseason week three. The Dolphins and the Jaguars coming up. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour.